It's time for Love Talk with your hosts, Kathy and Carrie. And good morning and happy new year, friends. Welcome to Love Talk. This is Kathy Endebrock. You have found Love Talk on KTXW, the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership for 2022, just like we have been for the last 36 years. And I am in studio with the amazing Coach Carrie Brinkater. Happy New Year. 2022. I can't believe it. Oh. And yet here it is. My stars. I can't. I can't even. You know, this year has been on my mind for 18 years because this is the year my daughter graduates. Isn't and that so, your firstborn? My firstborn. Yes, and so this has significant meaning to us this year, 2022. We've made it through 2020. Yes. Boy, that was crazy. <laughs> and I feel like, um, you know, 2021 was a little, was a little better, yeah. right? Um, get the kids back in school, all the things, and just praying and being hopeful and you know friends we want to yeah we want to ask what are you what are you hoping for what are you hoping for what is hope for you is hope wishful thinking is hope maybe a little bit more than that like one step above like kind of a hope so kind of hope <laughs> or is your hope something that is deeply anchored mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ we're going to talk about hope today how does hope work what difference mm-hmm. does hope make if is is hope an important thing is it something that we should get uh we should even think about is hope a feeling or is hope a little bit more than that it's an interesting question you know i think back on um you know when people ask you a question and give an answer and you, you, you'll you say something like, well, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. You know, that's such a worldly hope. Yeah. Um, I hope my team is going to win. Right, right, right. <laughs> I hope my daughter's going to graduate high school. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I hope things go well. I hope this. I hope that. Well, you know, um, goodness, we've got lots of great things to chat about today as we discuss hope. But today is New Year's Day. January the 1st. Now, Kathy, um, I don't know if this is an old Southern thing, but I remember that my grandmother used to always say, and my mom and dad did this too, on New Year's Day, you have ham and black eyed peas. And I think there was like greens or something too. I I don't remember, but I definitely remember the black eyed peas because that's an old, you know, custom or wives tale that that brings good luck for Mm -hmm. the new year. Um, Do you do that? Do you have Black I have, IP, I have done that. I would say this New Year's Day, I am leaving the black eyed peas in their can <laughs> on the shelf well, at the grocery first store. Mistake, and it runs out of the can. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> you know, I, I've gotten a black eyed pea one time fresh at that restaurant. There was a restaurant called the Black Eyed Pea. There I remember was. that, right? Yeah. yeah. So I've had them fresh before. I don't really know. I mean, you know, you pull them out of the can, stick a little bit of uh, bacon fat in there and some salt, a little bit of chicken broth. You know, enough bacon fat makes anything taste decent. Makes it way better. (laughs) But no, I'm not doing black eyed peas. You know, for us, New Year's Day has always been the fun day, the quiet day, the day that you sit at home and watch movies. You go for a hike. Um, Eric likes to go out fishing because if you can fish on the first day of the year, that's a really wonderful thing. <laughs> um, but uh, we we that. are going, we're hitting the ski slopes, but not today. We're going to be hitting the ski slopes in two more days. Nice. And uh, yeah, we got this uh, little, rented this little place up in McCall, Idaho. And so we're going up there with another family and we're going to spend a little bit of time skiing the first week of January but, you know, day one has always been the day that it's just the, you know, do what brings you joy kind of day. Don't work on the first day of the new year. There's going to be plenty of time for that for the other 364 days. That is very true. That's great advice. I I, I hope that you are <laughs> enjoying your day and that today is bringing you joy. Maybe you are going to watch football today or a New Year's Day parade. Um, but whatever you're doing, we, we pray and we um, just acknowledge that this is a new year and, and we can make 
this year whatever we want to. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, I think, and and I think the lens that we use to look at this new year, you know, we've just gotten done with this incredible series on prayer mm-hmm. where we looked at the five prayers of Christmas and we looked at um, individuals who had this great expectation, you know, especially I think of our, our last two programs mm-hmm. when we looked at Simeon and Anna, mm-hmm. these people that had incredible expectation for the coming salvation uh, that um, God had promised. And you would say they had this hope, this this persevering, strong hope. And I think that um, when we step into this new year, it's really important where we look ahead and we do have those hopes for what sure. God is going to do in us this year. We have to have expectation, positive, good expectation that all the things that this year are going to bring, that God is going to use everything for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Just as he says in scripture, we know that God makes good on all of his promises. Absolutely. You know, friends, if you want to go back and um, listen to any of those programs, you can go to our archives at Love Talk Network. You will find uh, every single program there. You can scroll through. I think there's about three or four that appear on a page. And then if you scroll to the bottom, you can click the arrow and go to the next page. So you can go and listen to all of those programs that we did on prayer, they will bless your heart. I tell you, that was a a wonderful, wonderful series. As we embark on 2022, we may be giving up old habits. We might be starting new things, new habits. Um, And I, I, you know, my prayer for this year is that it brings you joy. And as Miss Evelyn says, that's the J-O-Y, the Jesus over you, that it brings you joy, um, a heavenly joy. But I would ask you a question. If hope was a scale, Kathy, from one to 10, one being you're kind of in a pit of despair, right? And 10 being, oh man, I am just in a great place. I, I, um, feel great about the, my relationship with the Lord and I'm looking to the future and anticipating things to come. Where do you fall on that hope scale today as we begin the new year? Are you a one? Are you a 10? Are you somewhere in between? You know? You know, wherever you are on that hope scale, we're going to bump it up a couple hey, a couple marks today. today. We're going to take a, a, a look at hope and discuss that. And friends, I'll tell you, um, you know, Carrie, I'm just so excited about my new book, My Voice, His Heart. And friends, if you are maybe just struggling in connecting to God, if you've been listening to these five um, programs about the five prayers of Christmas and you think, boy, prayer, that's interesting. I just don't know where to start. I would love to get one of these books in your hand and you can go to Barnes and Noble. You can go to Amazon. We're hoping um, that soon you can go to ChristianBook.com. And if you were in a place where you say, I just, you know, I cannot afford the $15 that that book costs, you call me at 512-644-7972, and we'll make sure that you get one of those in your hand that you can use with that Bible of yours. And if you're saying Bible, I don't have a Bible either, we will make sure we get one of those, too, in your hand. The best book you will ever read the longest love letter um, that you will read that will just change your hope and change the way that you look Mm -hmm. at hope, change the way you live out your life every day. And so, Mm -hmm. Carrie, I love the key verses that you use for Mm -hmm. today's program because you use this one from Isaiah 40, verse 31, and it says, those who hope in the Lord Something happens to them. Mm-hmm. It says those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Mm-hmm. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Mm-hmm. Friends, I will just ask you, do you feel like you're not walking in strength, but you're walking mm-hmm. in weakness right now? Do you mm-hmm. feel weary and worn out? Do you feel like you're about to faint? Well, hope, friends. Hope in the Lord. That is what is going to change some of these things for you. And we're going to talk all about that. And 
And Carrie, you also talk about this other scripture in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Friends, God wants to give you hope. He has your future held in his hands. He has that future planned out for you in the smallest little detail. He wants you to step into the future that he has for you. And that future um, starts with hope. And I don't want this verse to be misconstrued, Kathy, this Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You know, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you. And that that little seven-letter word right there has been taken so far out of context. The Lord doesn't say, I'm planning to prosper you by giving you a job that pays you a million dollars. I'm planning to prosper you by... Uh, magically a car appearing in your driveway, right? No, 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 no. The prosper he's talking about there is a full life in Jesus Christ. Yes. A full life of knowing where your salvation lies, knowing where eternity lies for you. It's not about possessions and things. Now, the Lord doesn't keep us from possessions and things and jobs that pay us a million dollars and and wonderful cars in the parking lot and money in the bank. That, that He doesn't keep us from that. But those things that he does give us are all ways to glorify him. And um, the prosper is a beautiful life filled with hope in Jesus. You know, I love that, Carrie, because we really have to think about the prosperity that God gives. He talks about peace and joy and gentleness and patience Mm -hmm. and self-control and kindness. The prosperity that the world gives, that millionaire um, rock star prosperity, where in the end what happens? They commit suicide. They get hooked on drugs. They say, what is the point of life? No, God doesn't want to give you a prosperity where, you know, you're going to have your face plastered over um, some social media outlet or prosperity that is, um, you know, leading away from him. That's shallow. Not a shallow prosperity, but a full, abundant, overflowing prosperity. Mm. That is what we have in Jesus Christ. So, Kathy, if I were to walk up up to you on the street and if I were to say, hey, lady, give me a definition of hope, go. Okay, it's a virtue and not a feeling. That I have just learned that from wow. um I think it's DK Wright and he's I'm doing I'm reading this book on the apostle Paul and um and he says that he says hope is a virtue and not a feeling. And I thought, "What? What? It's a virtue wow. and not a feeling friends and so I love that because our feelings can be so misleading they can be so up one day and down the next day our feelings Mm -hmm. are going to fluctuate with our hormones our feelings sometimes can feel so out of control but that is not hope hope is a virtue it is absolutely being there's this verse that says being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you cannot see and if Mm -hmm. we just Put in this word, um, let's say expect, that hope is that expectation. Mm -hmm. We are sure of what we expect and certain of what we cannot see. What are we expecting today? Carrie, what are we expecting from this year? What are we expecting from God? What are we expecting Mm -hmm. from that relationship that we have with him? What are we um, expecting of those relationships with our with our family members, friends, I'll tell you what God wants you to expect. He wants you to expect wholeness and gentleness and goodness and kindness and love and joy. Those are the things that he wants us um, to be holding on to and looking forward to. Well, I, I, I absolutely love that. Hope is a virtue and not a feeling. Um, I asked my family. So my husband said, the man of few words, he said, it's a positive feeling about the future. That's Mm -hmm. what his definition of hope was. Mackenzie said, wanting to believe that something good will happen in the future. And then Logan, who's just recently had knee surgery and he's laid up um, and can't put any weight on that leg. He says, it's looking to the future, knowing that in the long run, it'll be okay. And no matter what the problem is. Just know that God has a plan for you, and the hard times will pass. Well, that boy's got some wisdom. I was like, okay, bud, all right. So, you know what, friends? Where do you where do you stand on that hope scale today? 
as Kathy said, we're going to drop a little hope on you today, and we hope that that helps you inch that hope scale up towards the number 10. When we return to Love Talk, more about hope with the Love Ladies right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader in studio with my beautiful co-host, Kathy Indebrock, and Happy New Year, friends. You know, this year was a little different, Kathy. I guess I've been doing this program now six years, um, and so we've never done a program on Christmas Day and then did another program on New Year's Day. That's a, that's a first for me. Uh, that is a ton of fun. And, a ton of fun. You know, I love all the all the programs that we've done with the beautiful First Lady of Love, uh, Mrs. Evelyn Davison. And so, Miss Evelyn, we are just thinking of you today as we talk about hope yeah. and uh, because we've just seen the joy that you bring and the hope that you have have um, for yourself and for those around you and for what God is doing in our midst. And so we just say thank you, Miss Evelyn, for um, helping us on our hope journey. Absolutely. She would always say rope of hope. Jesus yep. is the rope of hope. Yep. Hold on to that on. rope of hope. To that's, that right. rope of, that's what we're that doing today. Jesus Christ. Holding yep. on to Jesus, our rope of hope. You know, so we talk about hope today, the Webster's Dictionary Um, definition. We had Kathy's definition, where I think it's brilliant. Hope is a virtue and not a feeling. And then my family with their definition of hope, Webster's says, hope is an optimistic state of mind that is based on an expectation of positive outcomes with respect to events and circumstances in one's life or the world at large. And as a verb, the definitions include expect with confidence and a desire for a certain thing to happen. You know, Kathy, the opposite of hope is fear or despair. And I can't help but think about when my dad was dying. Um, And we knew that he was dying. And um, when we called in hospice care for daddy, um, they immediately saw the difference in our family. And these are people that deal with death situations on a daily basis. This is their job. And they are special humans. And um, the, the hospice nurses that we had, they said, you know, when we walk into a room where people don't know the Lord, there is a darkness and a despair. There is crying. There is fear of the unknown about what will happen after a person dies. Mm. And because there's no hope. The room is void of hope. Whenever, and she said, as soon as I walked in here, I could tell you guys know Jesus. Because the room was filled with hope. Because we knew daddy was going to be in a better place and that we will see him again. We will, we will miss him dearly mm. here on this earth. But what a joy to know that he's whole. He's whole. He's not in any pain. He's moving and grooving and doing all the things he loved to do. And I, that's just, it, it just is such a difference for people in the end stages of life. Not, not to mention how we live our lives every day here yes. on earth. Uh-huh. But in the end stages of life, daddy knew where he was going. He wasn't afraid to die. He was not afraid. In fact, he was expectant. Of what was Mm -hmm. to come for his future. And so, you know, I just, that is just a beautiful picture of the, the, the picture of hope, Mm -hmm. right? And then the complete opposite of that with despair and fear. So today, Kathy, um, as, as we look at at hope, I've made a little acrostic in honor of (laughs) Miss Evelyn, right? So hope, let me just break it down for you here. H, habits of holiness. Look at things that bring hope and joy to our lives on a day-to-day basis. The O, open our hearts to heal. We've all been through stuff. We're all going through stuff. And our heart has to be ready to heal and let the Savior come in there and do that. The P, persevere in the darkness of despair. And E, expect the unexpected. All right, Kathy, so let's get into this. Habits of holiness. What are some habits of holiness we could be practicing on a daily basis? Well, you know, the those first uh, those five Christmas prayers 
put us right in Luke. And we encountered this amazing prophetess called Anna. And we see these habits that Anna engaged in. She was at the temple. She prayed. She fasted. She worshiped. She was able to recognize Jesus as a baby and know that he was the savior of the world. I think that, um, you know, when we talk about our faith as a religion, friends, that is not what our faith is about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Our faith is about a relationship. And so when we talk about habits of holiness, it starts at that very place, that relationship with Christ, that engaging in that relationship with Christ, engaging in that life of prayer, talking with him, sharing your heart with him, um, getting into his word, hearing the words that he would speak back to you, paying attention to the leading of his Holy Spirit. I think that that habit of holiness, drawing into that relationship with Christ is so important. And mm-hmm. then Christ says that he wants to be our hand, that we are his hands and feet. Right, right. We are the hands and feet of Christ. And so in Acts, um, that's just right after the four, four gospels, four gospel accounts. So Acts comes right after the gospel of John. So it's that fifth book in the New Testament of your Bible. There's this amazing woman named Dorcas, Carrie. And so yeah. she's she's introduced um, as one who is known for her care of widows and um, for her provisions of clothing for the poor. And so she was just dearly loved in this town called Joppa, J-O-P-P-A. Now, Dorcas became very ill and she died. And so the townspeople immediately went and called for Peter. Peter was one of the uh, 12, the original 12 disciples of Christ. And so Peter went and took Dorcas by the hand and brought her back from the dead. It is an incredible story. And um, it's a fine example that we see Dorcas is that she was so Mm -hmm. loved because of what she did for others. She was Mm -hmm. the hands and feet of Christ. Mm -hmm. She saw the widows that the people didn't care about. Mm -hmm. She provided clothes for people who had none. She Mm -hmm. met the needs of those around her and gave them hope. I can't even imagine how important she was because widows were cast aside. Yeah. Right? I mean, they didn't have a man to depend on. And yeah. so they had to, we see this, you know, over and over again with the widows, you know, scraping for food and just barely getting by unless they are taken in by someone. And yeah. Dorcas was that person. Mm-hmm. I think about there's this um, woman on our street, Kathy. She um, has two kids and she, she was pregnant with her third and her husband, um, he, he had a surgery on one day. He came home and he had an aneurysm and he died. Mm. Kathy, they're in their 40s. Wow. She's pregnant with a wow. baby. She has two little kids, you know. And so our little neighborhood street just said, okay, we got all the meals. We are here. Here you go. Do you need to take the kids? Whatever. That woman needs help. Yeah. Bless her. She just had a baby three weeks ago. I guess it's been four weeks ago now with no husband by her side. Bringing a child into the world. I, I just can't imagine the despair. Um, and she's handling it well, but goodness. If you think about this day and time, you know, widows were cast aside. You know, and this is what I love. You know, we have this tendency to feel all alone. And the enemy wants to convince us yeah. that we are all alone and that there is no hope. But when the family of Christ gathers around and provides, it gives hope. It just interjects Mm -hmm. hope into hopeless situations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I love about the story of Dorcas is it says that the townspeople called for Peter. Now, usually, you know, um, many of these would be former Jews who have accepted Christ. Maybe some of them are, are currently Jews and haven't come to know the Savior It is very, very important that you go through the burial processes immediately. You do not waste time. You don't call someone. You don't send off. And remember, Peter was the head of the church in Jerusalem. So it wasn't like they just went next door and knocked on his door and said, hey, Peter, would you come over here? So they had to send someone to Jerusalem and have Peter come 
And wow. so you know that while Dorcas is going around and feeding the widows, she is sharing her hope of Jesus Christ. She's sharing her relationship of Jesus yeah. Christ. She's sharing the truth of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. She's sharing God's word with these individuals that are hungry and feeling alone and so that they know they are not alone. And so she is growing hope in this community so much to the fact that when she passes away, they don't just give up that hope and start burying her and being like, well, that's too bad. Okay, Dorcas is, you know, now with the Lord that she loved so much. No, they held on to hope. They called for Peter. And this is what I love is that God rewarded that hope. I mean, I think God rewards hope when we hope in him, when our when our hope is in God alone, he just comes through with some amazing things, Mm -hmm. not always like the things that we want. So just like your friend, Carrie, she didn't get her husband. Mm -hmm. That's what she would have hoped for. But she got this amazing community Mm -hmm. of people who love the Lord to surround her and say, hey, We've got you. You've got a lot of brothers and sisters that are going to be right on your doorstep, that are right here, that are going to help you with whatever you need. You are not alone. And I love the way that God rewards our hope. And so, Carrie, mm-hmm. we can get into these habits of holiness. Habits of holiness. That not only impact us, mm-hmm. but impact the, those around us. And, you know, it's not always service. There's this... um person and friends you may recognize this name Barnabas. Barnabas in the New Testament everyone called him Barnabas now come to find out Barnabas was not his actual name his actual name was Joseph yeah. but he was such an encouragement to everyone he came in contact with him that they began calling him Barnabas which means son of encouragement So can you imagine that, that even we today don't even know his real name? Largely, we don't. We we call him Barnabas. We call him Barnabas, the son of encouragement. And friends, what would it be if the the community that you were in, everyone that, that you came into contact with, what the, even if they could not remember your name, they didn't know you know, what your mama called you, they just knew that you encouraged them. How incredible. I, I, I'm i sad I didn't name my kids Dorcas and Barnabas now, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, you know, these habits of holiness, friends, to take a meal to somebody, to um, give that word of encouragement, especially here at the new year, you know, Started off right today, you know, looking around, who can you, who can you encourage today? What great habits of holiness those are, and we can definitely apply them to our lives. All right, Kathy, the O, open our hearts to heal. You know, last February, Kath, here in Texas, we had the snowpocalypse, right? It was ridiculous. We were at home, um, and I I mean, I know you know all about this because Aaliyah was here. She couldn't get out of her apartment. She was supposed to have a big date that weekend, and that didn't end up happening. And so, um, you know, a lot of things died here in Texas because they're not used to that kind of, of of the weight of all the ice, right, the the cold temperatures. And so uh, we had to kind of wait and see what was going to come back. And all of the experts kept saying, just wait, just wait. Don't cut those things back. They might bloom out. Just wait, just wait. And so, Kathy, I have these very special plants in my front flower bed um, that I – probably well over 10 years ago, probably close to 15 years ago now, um, when my grandmother was moving out of her home into an assisted living, I went and dug up a bunch of irises in her front yard because I, I remember those things well. They took over her whole front flower bed, and she always, every time I went there, she would ask me to go and clean them up and take off the dead leaves and stuff. So I dug those up, and I have taken those bulbs Every house I have owned since then, and I plant them in my yard. And so they're very important to me. Yeah. And then I have these amaryllis plants that I planted out in the front yard, too. And they're also bulbs. And uh, my kids gave those to me for Mother's Day, Aww. like 10 or 12 years ago, right? And um, I'm like, oh, I really want those things to come back. I don't want those things to die. And so the month of February um, passes. No blooms. The month of March passes. No blooms. April 
No blooms. And I'm telling Ashley, like, I'm sure they're dead. I'm just mm. so sure they're dead. They look so sad. I, I, they're dead. They're not, they're not going to bloom. And then June rolls around and all of a sudden, and this is not the time they normally bloom, but all of a sudden one day there's blooms on my, on my plants. They weren't dead. They just needed time to recover mm-hmm. and heal. And it made me think about the verse in Psalm, it's 147 verse 3, that says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. You know, when we feel all alone in our brokenness and when we feel like we're just waiting, we're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, God was there and God is always there. You know, the 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 bulbs underneath were working and they were working underneath. It was things we couldn't see, right? They were working. They were getting the nutrients they needed to bloom later. I feel like that's what God does in our lives, Kathy. He's working. He's working in us. He's working in us. And he says, you know what? I know you're brokenhearted right now, but I have the bandage for you and I'm going to bind up those wounds. And it's just going to take time. You know, I think when we're going through stuff, Kathy, we just, it's it's so hard to wait when we're going through those yeah. those those hard times and the lord says i'm right here it just takes time you know it's interesting because it does take time but it also takes the lord binding mm-hmm. up those wounds which means it right. also takes us going to the lord with those wounds right. and i think you know that thing that says time heals all wounds oh friends no no, no. it doesn't <laughs> no it doesn't and I just I think that if there are things that you're finding they're not healing, maybe they're even abscessing, they're making you bitter, mm. they're making uh, you are just not getting better from this. Go to the Lord, show him this, ask him, Lord, I need you to bind up your wound with with your word. Mm-hmm. I need you to bind up this wound with your love. I need you to, to give me a hope that is steadfast and persevering through this. I do not want to get bitter. I want to get better. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I think just like a mama will go and put a little Band-Aid on something for a child, even if the Band-Aid is more um, just that emotional support to kiss that child and let that child know that they are cared for. Mm-hmm. I think when we come to the Lord with our wounds that need healing, there's something he does that just wraps his arms around us and let lets us know that he cares and that he will bind those up for us and that he will bring healing. Friends, don't rely on time. Rely on the Lord. So we need to mm-hmm. open our hearts to heal. Maybe that's what's ahead of you in 2020. Mm-hmm. So, Carrie, so that's H. Habits of holiness. Yep. O, open our hearts to heal. What about the P in hope? Persevere in the darkness of despair. You know, we said earlier, Kathy, that the opposite of hope is fear and despair, right? And so I, I know there's been times in my life when I'm I'm in a pit, you know, yeah. and I don't know. It feels dark. Um, and a lot of times when you're in that pit, of despair, you just have to persevere and put one foot in front of the other for the next day. I, you know, I especially think about the times when, or the time when Kinsey was was having so many health struggles, health issues. You know, there were days when we literally just had to put one foot in front of the other. We didn't know how the next minute was going to turn out, how the next hour, and um, it just felt hard. It just felt hard. Hard. And and I know sometimes we feel that way in our marriages or, or we, we long for our children to come to the saving grace of Jesus and live out their faith in a way that glorifies the Lord. There's a lot of things that we despair about. We see a situation in First Samuel, Kathy, with a beautiful woman named Hannah. Tell us a little bit about Hannah. Oh, my goodness. In Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 1, so this is the Old Testament, friends, and she uh, was a a wife who was dearly loved by her husband, Elkanah, but she was unable to have children. And so she was kind of taunted mm-hmm. uh, by the other women, and uh, every year she went to the sanctuary of God and uh, just desperate 
for that child just reduced to tears, Mm -hmm. even to the point of actually having zero appetite. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the woman, because the woman would say, you know, what's wrong with you? Not a real woman. You're not really loved. Mm -hmm. You know, you and Elkanah, you probably don't even have a real marriage Mm -hmm. relationship. Um, He prefers other women. He doesn't prefer Mm -hmm. you. And just speaking lies to her. And I think Mm -hmm. that when we get in, in this darkness of despair, we generally start believing those lies. And I love what Hannah does is that she goes to the Lord and, um, and, and goes and shares her heartache with him. And, and I also love this as well is that her husband Elkanah, he sees her despair. He sees her heartache and he actually goes to her and says, Oh, Hannah, why are you crying? Why aren't you eating? Why are you so upset? Am I, your husband, not worth more to you than 10 sons? Mm -hmm. And so I love here that Elkanah says, hey, sweetheart, I love you. It's okay Mm -hmm. that you can't have children. I love you. We could have 10 children and my love for you would still be greater than than, um, the joy of those sons. And I just love that. And I think that Men, go to your women and encourage mm-hmm. them. When you see us sad and, and, and down and out, you know, it might get you scared a little bit to kind <laughs> of approach that. But um, just step in and let us know that we're loved and that you love us. It means so much. So this is what I love. In response to her husband, Anna ate. And it says she pulled herself together, friends. Some of us just need to pull ourselves together. And it says she was crushed in soul. Yes. She was crushed in soul. And Kathy, to be able to pull yourself together when you're crushed in soul is hard. Yes. And the only way you can do that is to is is to open up your heart to Jesus and say, oh, come right here beside me, please. Yes. I need you. So Hannah pulled herself together. She slipped away quietly and she entered the sanctuary of God. And there was the, the priest Eli was on duty at the entrance to God's temple he was in the customary uh, high priest seat. And uh, as Hannah prayed to God, just crushed in soul, just right in the midst of her heartache, she cried and cried and she made a vow to God. She said, oh, God of the angel armies, if you'll take a good hard look at my pain, uh, if you will quit neglecting me and go into action for me, give me a son I will give him to you completely, unreservedly to you. I'll set him apart for a life of holy discipline. Mm. And, you know, I love that basically what she said is, my son, Lord, will be your son. The blessing you give will be a blessing to you. And so, so many times when we want something, we just want it for ourselves. We want to hold Mm -hmm. on it tightly for ourselves, for our own benefit, for our own justification, for our own blessing. And I love that Hannah said, Lord, I want this, but I want it. I want to have this to give to you. to you. And it reminds me of this picture of heaven. It says that we're all going to receive these crowns, these crowns that we want, these crowns straight from the hand of Jesus. And it says we're going to take them off of our head and just throw them at Jesus' feet. Mm. That all of the blessing that he has given us, we give back to him. Mm. And so, friends, what blessing has God given you mm-hmm. that you you just want to give back to him this day, this year, in 2022? What blessing will you put back at the Father's feet? And mm-hmm. so I love this, that God answered her prayer. Hannah had a baby boy, and he became probably the most famous priest in all of Scripture. Yes, that that's right. She had she had a baby boy. She persevered in that darkness of despair, and she had a baby named Samuel. And she dedicated him back to the Lord after she had weaned him. She took him to the temple and she gave him to Eli, Mm -hmm. and said, "This boy will grow up here in the temple, and he will love the Lord." I can't imagine how hard that was as a mom, no, yeah. you know, because she didn't know if her womb would be opened again or if this would be her only child. She gave her only child to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, wow, she she thanked the Lord for his sovereignty. And at the end of her prayer, we find evidence of God's plan for the salvation of 
all mankind. You know, and God's so faithful. He even gave uh, Hannah five more children after Samuel, three sons and two daughters. And so she, you know, just her faithfulness, Kathy, and her not giving up hope and allowing the Lord to work in her life was such a big blessing to her and her family, friends. Oh, my goodness. All right. So we have the H, the O, and the P, the habits of holiness. Open our hearts to heal and persevere in the darkness of despair. What is the E? We'll find out when we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk on KTXW, the bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership in the new year, friends. 2022, welcome. 2022. Can you imagine? Love it. I don't know what you did for New Year's Eve, but I'm glad that you're joining us for New Year's Day. What you do today is important. And I I think the perspective that you're going to look at, um, the perspective today that you're going to use to look at the new year and everything that comes day by day is so important. And we want uh, to have hope. We want to have hope as a virtue and not a fleeting feeling. We want to have hope as a a steadfast, persevering anchor and not something that is easily uprooted. So friends, we are going through this acrostic of of hope, H-O-P-E. And in our first two segments, we have talked about um, hope and everything uh, that hope involves, starting with the H, habits of holiness. Then moving on to the O, open our hearts to heal. We just finished off P, persevere in the darkness of despair. And we promised you that we'd come back (laughs) with the E of hope. What is that E, Coach Carrie? Expect the unexpected. Um, and I'm reminded of this story in the Old Testament, Kathy, of, I'm sorry, in the New Testament, of the hope that Jesus brought, right, to all those, um, the day that he was born. Yeah. And, but in his earthly ministry, he brought hope to people every single day. Hope means that God's love has sufficient power to unleash even our deepest uh, potentials. So we see this story in the book of Mark of this man named Legion. And Legion was living in the tombs, goes the story. He was living in the tombs. He had been chained by the people in the city. He was uncontrollable, though. He had broken the chains. He was naked. He was consumed by demons that had taken over his life. And uh, Jesus, actually, this is kind of a, a neat story. He had been on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, and he tells he had been he had been preaching and teaching, and he tells all of the disciples to get in the boat, and he says, "We're going to go across the sea, right?" So they don't know why they're going across the sea. They just said, "Okay." So they travel across the sea, and Jesus gets out of the boat. And the reason they travel across the sea is because Jesus knew he needed to go see Legion. This is the only thing he did, Kathy. He he goes and sees Legion. And he he immediately casts out the demons in Legion's life. Legion didn't ask him to, to necessarily do anything. Legion was just along for the ride, really. And, you know, the Lord walks over and he says, hey, you know, I, I, I got you. And Legion runs to him. We see that Legion runs mm-hmm. to him in the scripture. And the Lord casts out these demons. And what man had tried to do by chaining him and taming him and, and you know, trying to, to get this man to act right, which he couldn't because he, had, he was just possessed by these demons. Jesus came in and did the unexpected in this man's life. Yeah. That's the only thing he did there, Kathy. Then he got back into the boat and they sailed back across the Sea of Galilee. He did one thing. What one thing are we expecting the Lord to do in our lives this year? What are we expecting? Expect the unexpected and pray for it and long for it. Um, Kathy, have you ever been in a situation where the Lord swooped in and said, I'm about to give you something unexpected, Kathy? Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, I I think about probably the greatest gift that God ever gave me was um, taking me out of my Christian surroundings. 
taking mm-hmm. me out of this little cocoon of Christian community. I um, had graduate. I was I was getting ready for my graduation with my undergraduate degree from college, looking forward to working. I mean, I was I, I was a workhorse. I love yeah. working. Um, and there, I, I had some uh, uh, the the assistant dean of the business school. I had done a fundraiser for him, and um, my student organization that I was president of had basically catered this thing for him as a fundraiser. And uh, he came and he said, I'm also part of our Rotary Foundation. I would like you to apply for an ambassadorial scholarship. Um, and I said, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing graduate school. I'm, um, I- I'm just graduating. I'm going to work. Like, I'm excited for my career. I- I'm not going to do graduate school. And he said, no, this would be overseas. You'd be an ambassador for the United States overseas in a country that we would choose. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, gosh, that sounds a little different. And so I ended up getting this. It's called a Rotary Ambassadorial Scholar, where um, you have to go and apply and be accepted to a school internationally. You get to choose four different countries uh, that you're interested in. And then Rotary says, where do we need an ambassador to promote international relations in that country? And so they chose for me Australia. And I didn't even realize at the time that's not a Christian nation. And um, so I went there and I I had known so much about the Lord. I mean, I, I knew Bible verses. I had been in Sunday school. I knew my David and Goliath stories. I knew all of that. But I did not have that active relationship with the Lord. And um, and that's what he gave to me in Australia, mm. because instead of having this support, this community of support where I could feel like a Christian, I went to this place where I actually had to become a Christian and um, mm. totally unexpected. What about you, Carrie? Wow. Um, you know. A couple of years ago, it's been almost two years ago now, I was I was kind of asking the Lord, okay, Lord, what what's next? What's next? And if we think about it, that was, you know, we're in the middle of the pandemic. It's like June of 2020, and I'm going, all right, Lord, so I guess about a year and a half. What's next? Um, the kids are going to be out of the house in, in two years, and I, I love radio, and I'm going to keep doing radio, and I... I love these other things that go the coaching basketball they're going in my life, but what is next? And immediately in that moment one day, Kathy, I'm I'm sitting in the parking lot. I've been praying that for a while, but I'm literally sitting in the parking lot at H E B and I prayed that prayer and the Lord said, Call up uh, four thirteen fitness. Call up Christy from four thirteen fitness. You should go volunteer there. I was like, What? Okay, yeah, great idea, Lord. Um, and I I picked up my phone and I called the owner of that business and she remembered me from when I took dad there um, when he came and stayed with me a few years ago. And I started volunteering at 413 Fitness, fitness classes for those with Parkinson's. And we do boxing and fitness and An mental health, gym. right? It's yeah. awesome. And uh, that was so unexpected. And it has brought so much joy to my life. Um, and I'd like to think that it's brought joy to those uh, people at 413 as well. But, you know, Kathy, if we frame that in the light of hope, the Lord said, Carrie, I, I just have so much more for you. Thank you for continuing to pray about it um, and put your hope in me that I've got a next step for you. Um, and it's going to be something that you didn't expect. Um, because, Kathy, again, going back to the verse in Isaiah, our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. And so there's a lot of things that he has for us out there that we can't even fathom. Mm. And he's, so true. And he's like, just, I, I, I've got you. Expect the unexpected and pray for it. Um, again, this is not prosperity gospel, friends. This is knowing that when you come alongside the Lord, He's just got you in his hand, and he wants to bring that hope and that joy to your life. That's so true. I mean, it's it's the hope that he offers today, and it is this new life in Jesus Christ, a, a life that we we are able to have forgiveness of sins. When we mm-hmm. look back, we're not we're we're able to live a life that doesn't look back with shame and regret. We're able to 
live a life that lives that looks back with thankfulness and gratitude mm-hmm. and amazement at where we were and where Christ has taken us. And I know that 2022, it's going to have a lot of new things mm-hmm. this year. You know, some of the things are going to be new, but kind of more of the same. And other things are going to be new and very, very different than anything that we've seen before. But with all of it, we can ask God to do the unexpected, to do what only he can do, to do the impossible, to use it all, the hard and the easy, the good and the and, and the bad, and use it all for his glory. Use it all for those that he loves who have been called according to his purpose mm-hmm. to use for our good. Mm-hmm. Friends, can you look at what's right in front of you and and know with hope? knowing that God can use it for good. We want you to be able to persevere in the darkness of despair, not persevering with despair, but persevering with hope, the rope of hope, holding tightly, as Miss Evelyn would say, to that rope of hope that is Jesus Christ. Absolutely. You know, friends, the Lord wants to throw a big party, and he has invited you. And the only people that um, seats are held for those that are SVP. And that R is to receive and respond to that invitation from Jesus to have a personal relationship with him, acknowledging that we have received and we accept that invitation. S of that RSVP, acknowledge that we are a sinner and we are unworthy of that invitation and we need a Savior. And he has provided the path for us. The V, we choose the victory in Christ because he purchased our lives when he was nailed to that cross, friends. He paid the penalty for us. And he rose on the third day so that we could live in victory with him. That hope, Kathy, that victory so that we could live with him. And that P, he asked us to just proclaim. Proclaim that Jesus is Lord of our lives. And proclaim that we are no longer children of darkness. We're not in that pit of despair. We are no longer in that darkness. That we have stepped into the light and now followers of Jesus Christ. Friends, we love you so much. If you would like a Bible, if you need anything, please call us on the love line at 512-644-7972. We'd be happy to chat with you, send you a Bible, and help you on your journey with Jesus. Friends, for my beautiful co-host, Kathy Enderbrock, I'm Carrie Brinkader. We'll see you next time right here 